from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. T.J. Pittenger on Thursdays right here. T.J., first question, good one from Jim and Jupiter. Ask T.J. if Florida State to the SEC is dead after ESPN's derogatory comments towards FSU and the court proceedings. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think they have a – now, I still think it's the Big Ten, but I think ESPN has, like, a contractual obligation to have to defend and stick up for and, and side with somebody that they have a contract with. and So they, they couldn't come out in the court proceedings and just immediately take FSU's side uh, because then I'm sure they'd be in breach of contract for sticking up for, you know, the entity that they have an agreement with, right? Florida State and ESPN don't have an agreement together. So at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, you know, it's does the SPN want to want to continue to make money on Florida State? If so, they'll end up in the SEC. If the Big Ten's willing to pay a bigger price, uh, then then they'll end up. You know, Fox is willing to pay a bigger price, then they'll end up. You know, that's kind of how I see it. I, I think it really has. You know, it, it is the networks more so even than the conference commissioners. I think it's the networks that'll determine this. So I wouldn't say it's dead by any means. I, I think they're still, you know, they're obviously the most valuable brand that's up for realignment right now, and and I think that the ESPN is going to want to continue to make money there. All that said, I think it's the Big Ten, but I don't think that it closes the door on the SEC or ESPN or anything. Admittedly, though, the perception certainly wasn't healed any by that. No, not at all. And, you know, I think there's a lot of – I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of people say this. I think I agree. I think this is all um, performative, you know, is maybe the best way to put it. I mean, they're going to settle for, like, $200 million, and that's going to be that, right? Like, I mean, it's going to be around that number, give or take $25 million. It's going to be around the $200 million number. They're going to settle. It'll probably happen sometime between July and December, and that'll be the end of it. You know, I, this is never going to court. All this slander, you know, all this shade thrown both ways. 
I don't know. It's like you're, you know, you're getting your last, uh, you're getting your last shade thrown in, in before the divorce is finalized <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Josh, not Josh in Picktown. Josh wants to know here on Twitter. TJ, is there a time for the FSU Spring Showcase on April twentieth? No, but they usually do it like three p.m. I feel like is a pretty consistent time that they do. You know, to to, to not have the sun directly overhead. You know, at twelve or one. I don't know how much of that is. Uh, you know, Florida State setting the time, and I don't know how much of it is. You know, TV network setting it. Although I guess the only games that were actually on TV last year were Colorado and Georgia. Um, excuse me. So maybe it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. 3 p.m. seems like when they usually do it. But, you know, that's just completely me pulling out of the dark. Jim and Jupiter's got that one right, though. The best part about that day is just tailgating and having some uh, adult beverages with your friends. You're not getting any football. A hundred percent. It'll be cool to see DJU, like, for the first yeah. time, you know, throw some passes. I mean, you think they're going to, like, open up the playbook or anything? He's not going to run, you know? Like, <laughs> it'll be cool to see, like, him throw some passes in live action. If I can remember that, you know, like, after the whole day of, you know, maybe on the replay it'll be cool to watch it. Uh, but, yeah, the best part is just getting back up the tally, getting a little taste of football in, you know, the absolute armpit of the freaking off season, you know? So yeah, the, the actual game, so a couple of guys will make a couple of highlight plays. You'll get excited about it and that'll be it. Yeah. Put DJ, you in the triple option, let him keep the ball in about four plays. That'd be <laughs> the That's the way to do that. Snap, day, right. <laughs> snap from the wildcat, you know, right. run trick plays, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I think they should turn, you know, honestly what I wouldn't hate. And I mean, you know, you don't want to just, eliminate the offensive line and defense, you know. But I wouldn't hate if they, like, ran, like, a seven-on-seven, seven, you know, for part of the spring game. You know, like, why not? You know, like, kind of, it's, it's kind of more just fun anyway. They do actual scrimmages at other points through the, uh, through the year. Maybe run some of it as a seven-on-seven. Seven. Get it kind of pretty fast-paced. Don't slow down with linemen. You know, like, let's just see what the skill guys can do. Nobody's watching the spring game for blocking technique. You know, nobody's watching the right. spring game to say, like, oh, man, that defensive lineman used his hands really well. No, we want to see points. Like, run a seven-on-seven seven and call it a day. Jim and Jupiter said he heard that drinking sales in Tallahassee will be cut in half on that day because he's not going to be there. He's not attending this year. I guess I'll have to put some work in to, to, uh, to counterbalance. We don't want to hurt the economy, so I'll, I'll bear that cross for you, Jim. Sam in Middle Georgia wants to know who is Florida State's bubble wrap player outside of DJ, meaning wrap them up in bubble wrap because you cannot get them hurt. You know, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't have a great answer for that this early. You know, you, you just lost Jared Verse and Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and Jordan Travis and Trey Pinson. And, I mean, you, you lost a lot of stars. To where I think Florida State's still got a very talented roster, but I don't know if there's like, you know, a guy that I mean maybe Pat Payton, you know, is, is probably who you think might be like the highest guy drafted on the team next year at defensive end, but like he's never had an injury issue and wouldn't say he's injury prone at all. So maybe him, but like I don't know. It wasn't like he was a superstar last year or anything. So Marvin Jones Jr. maybe. 
So, you know, I don't know. I don't. I have less concern around that this year. I think the team's a little more balanced. It's not so, you know, like, oh, this guy's struggled with injury in the past or Burst had this or Keon or this, that, and the other. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Pat Payton, maybe Marvin Jones Jr. You know, other than that, I, I don't really have one that comes to the top of my mind. Rob Scott's pretty injury prone at, at tackle. Um, you, in fact, you haven't gotten a lot out of him, so maybe just him for that reason. But otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't really know of anybody that I'd really even tag that with. Uh, it's, it's a it's a roster transition year. Doesn't mean you, you're going to be bad or anything. They ought to be pretty good with the talent they have. But there's a big transition going on. Yeah, and and I think spring. You know, last year, you know, spring. We you know when we did spring updates, right? We talked and. They were boring, right? Because they were, you know, you're like, oh, what's going on? Well, we know what we've got. Guys aren't even, you know, guys aren't even practicing in the spring. Like, Florida State's going to be really good, and they were really good. They, they won 13 games in a row. And so um, this year's a lot different, right? It is like battling for spots and who's going to be wide receiver one and who steps up in the in the backfield. And you, you really like a lot of the talent that you got, but you just want to see who kind of emerges. Like former five-star Hakeem Williams emerges as your wide receiver one. Just, Kentron emerged, you know, Destin Hill, like where where are some of those battles won and lost? And so I think spring will be a lot more exciting for for that reason, um, not necessarily the spring game, but just the spring overall and then fall too, right? Like it's not just about getting in and getting out healthy, which that certainly is part of it, but you actually have, actually have real battles going on where you're trying to figure out who the heck is, is going to star for your team. Allen in Tampa says, tell TJ Spring is it worth wasting diesel fuel to drive up there? Well, I am not at the RV life like Allen is just yet, so it only right. cost me about $60 up and back. To, it's like one tank in, in my car, so it's not so bad for me. T.J. Pittenger with us each and every Thursday talking about Florida State, what's going on. You still feel like perhaps in the next two years they're out of that league, the ACC? Yeah, if I had to put percentages on it, like I'd say there's an 85 to 90% chance that this is the last year that they play the ACC. So 2024 is their last year. I'd say my feeling is like 85%. Uh, or, you know, maybe slightly more. And then I'd say I'm at, like, 99 and change that if they play 2025, that will absolutely be the last year. So, you know, now I've been surprised before, but that would I, I think that most likely this is the last year, and, and that if, if not, then next year certainly will be. If and when... We get to the moment where there is a number agreed upon. And, again, let's just throw out a round number of $200 million. No idea if that's right, but $200 million. It'll be very interesting to see right after that who steps up and wants out once we have a number established. Yeah, you'd think that a couple of teams will follow, right, if they have landing spots. You know, and and what does that look like? You know, UNC's future seems like it might be tied to North Carolina State. They they might be kind of chained down there. Virginia, maybe the same thing with Virginia Tech. Um, Clemson seems like they're pretty free and clear. I don't think there's an appetite for Clemson in the Big Ten. Um, so, do, you know, is the SEC ready? Are they looking to add? If the SEC is looking to add, uh, I think Clemson makes a lot of sense. But what if Clemson – 
has another down year, right? Like I've seen Clemson went from like one loss to two loss to three loss to three loss to four. Like they they certainly are trending the wrong way. Now, can he get that going back in the right direction? I'm not sure. But if they have another down year, what's the perception there? Is, is the perception that we, you know, this isn't 2018. Like do we need to add Clemson right now if, if we're the SEC? So, and then where's Miami? Does Miami figure in at all? They're, they're kind of like a forgotten, you know, kind of big brand that nobody's talking about. So, I don't know. I, I think that Florida State is, is right on that verge, but I don't really know what the rest of, of things look like, um, you know, as far as who, who may move around, who may have a landing spot. I mean, I think they all want to get out. I just don't know who, who has a landing spot right now, um, you know, as we talk today. Now, things could clear up a lot over the next few months, though, so we'll see. TJ, tell everybody how they can get your content, your information. Yeah, I started a new national channel, so let's shout that out a little bit. It's called College Football Addiction on YouTube. Uh, I've been talking a lot of, you know, while it's slow around Florida State stuff, um, talking some national college football conference realignment outside of FSU, so go check that out, College Football Addiction. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, buddy. TJ with us. TJ Pittenger. Dave Hooker. As we continue. Omni Nashville Hotel. Next Friday. Yeah, a week from tomorrow's when we'll be there. Good morning. It's running pretty heavy now. Trying to get up through the Hickory Hollow area. Coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County on 24 Westbound. As you come past 840 out here, headed towards uh, Antioch. It's uh, pretty crowded now. Westbound on Vietnam Vets. Right at Conference Drive. Trying to swing onto that ramp there to 65. Going south down through the Madison area. And through Mount Juliet right now. Just carrying a heavy volume of traffic westbound 40 towards Hermitage. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house, so I asked him how he did it. And he smiled, and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more, and he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number, 859-9599, 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. 
Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, coworkers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. The Bill King Show, more gravitating than the radio wave emission from a supermassive black hole. Call or text the show now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Dave Hooker. On Thursdays with us, Off the Hook Sports, we'll let you know how you can get all his content, all his shows, and what he offers. Dave, the decision up in East Tennessee regarding the injunction, granting the injunction. I know there was, there were a few people, and we don't have Dave apparently yet, but but we'll bring him in here in seconds there was a perception, though, that Tennessee might lose that case, but big picture, it wouldn't matter much. But that didn't happen. Again, we'll see uh, here in a couple of minutes when we get Dave Hooker in here. J.C. Sherbert will check in later, hour three from the Bigspur.com and also Carolina Rise. Top water assassin. Talking about the Cosby Kahneman Sugar Bowl story from back in the very early 90s. Topwater Assassin says, crazy thing about that Cosby story is Virginia got to the Sugar Bowl. I have no recollection, he says, of them being good, but those were the Hatfield, Ken Hatfield, years, and I was more dialed in on girls than football back then. I would have been 17, so Cosby is probably about 49 right now, Bill. Those the couple of Virginia teams there with Terry Kirby and that group from Tab, Virginia, they were pretty good. And and Terry Kirby back then was considered the maybe the top recruit in that entire class, his his recruiting class. But that was a pretty good team, um, Virginia team back then. Yes, historically maybe you wouldn't throw them into that category. Dave, we're just talking about the court case, not new news or anything. But we were discussing how some thought they might lose at least the injunction 
verdict, if if you will, which didn't happen, but big picture, it wouldn't have mattered. Was it a surprise that they won? I would say that it would be it – w- it would have been a little bit surprising had they not won that one. I thought they'd win that one, and I think they'll win eventually. So I wouldn't have been surprised had they lost the injunction case, but I think that would have just been like a Band-Aid for the NCAA to try to stay in business. Um, so I think long-term, I would be very, very surprised if it went against Tennessee and, and as far as this ruling because – it's illegal to prevent a, a person from making money in our country. So that would surprise me fundamentally. Um, really, that's the only thing that could surprise me out of this case, uh, and that would shock me. So I wasn't, I wasn't incredibly surprised, no. Nothing really changes for Tennessee, though. It's business as usual, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, I'm probably a little bit more aggressive if I'm – Tennessee, um, especially with June coming up. I know you know March is tomorrow, and um, we'll, there'll be visits coming in in March, but there'll be visits coming in in June as well. So one of the things I didn't know about NIL, I'll plead ignorance, is a lot of the guys, and this is a good story by The Athletic, a lot of the prospects get paid just to go on visits. So that, to me, was a little bit brazen, and they were anonymous, but I mean, for goodness sake, now, I mean, that's on the table. I think everything's on the table. I think, you know, the, the private jet to go get Nico and bring him back to, to Knoxville, I think that's all on the table right now. So the thing that changes is maybe you're a little bit more aggressive now that the courts are in your favor and it doesn't look like the NCAA, is, NCAA has any chance other than begging Congress, which I'm not sure if you're aware, they, they've got a lot going on right now. And there happens to be an election coming up, so... I don't think they're going to worry about NIL in the NCAA right now. I, Dave, I never thought that was the case. Regardless, they, they're not. They, first of all, they don't even know what they're. Maybe, maybe Tuberville because he was a coach. But there's nobody up there that even knows that world. They're not equipped oh, no. to to do anything. No, I mean the only reason you would do anything is to grandstand to maybe get a couple of votes, right? right and right. I think we saw that with Major League Baseball and the steroid scandal. But this isn't nearly as big as that, nor could it lead to the um, to, to kids using steroids and hurting themselves. So this isn't even in that ballpark. Um, no, I don't think they care at all. I don't think it's even remotely on their radar. And I think the NCAA is pretty much they're, – they're at about two and a half strikes out of three. And I think the third will come – by the end of the year, at least. Back to players getting paid for just visits. I know (laughs) I was reading about a year ago that there were some demands there. I would think, though, Dave, you better be one heck of a player to get money for a visit, or do you think that's going to be common for an average three-star? Common for an average three-star, no. Common for a four-star, who may be a little bit of a reach. Uh, you, you remember the guys that committed to a school without ever visiting the campus? Didn't it seem like that happened like once in five, six, seven years? Right. Um, whereas when Tennessee's able to get people on campus, and it is a special place, there's 15, 20 special places across the country that if you get on campus, you could easily fall in love with it. So I could see those guys getting paid or somebody that you really liked as a high three-star 
I don't think it's across the board. I don't think they're divvying out expense cards uh, to be able to uh, to buy plane tickets and then do all that you need to do but uh, to get to Knoxville. But I do think that it, it'll be more prevalent than, than maybe you and I think right now. For example, here rising junior Jared Curtis is considered in some of the uh, some of the recruiting services the top ranked player in America in his class. Any position he could come, I'm sure he could command money for a visit. A guy like that. Okay, let's let's think about this for a second. So you got um, you got five official visits, but right. we all know that they take additional visits to these camps. Is it outside the realm of possibility for him to rake in $25,000, in visit fees? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility if you're one of the top players in the country. Just visit. That's a brand new term that might be in five years everyday language. Visit fees. Visit fees. Wow. Yeah, you just you go and sit down on the couch and you go. First of all, we need to get uh, get you to campus. So, what's your visit fee? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not. I mean, it sounds outrageous. It's not. It's real. Yeah, I hated soft commit when it started, and and it. It took flight. So let's do this. Visit fee started by Bill and Dave right here on this radio station at this very moment. Uh, major moves. What kind, of a- visit, what kind of visit fee will player X command? And just give him the number and it's done, I guess, right? <laughs> I, the, I thought for a moment, Bill, not to get up. This is on topic, but not to get sidetracked. I thought for a moment that there was a lot of talk um, in circles that that the NIL money wasn't as high as we thought it was, wasn't the Nico money, wasn't the $2 million. I actually now am of the mindset that it's more. And I base this not off any insight that I've gotten with my discussions with Tennessee players that we have on off-the-hook sports, but I just look at the number of guys that came back for Tennessee um, the minimum in the NFL is $950,000. You've got uh, a handful of guys that might have gotten drafted that will return, led by Cooper Mays. I mean, I would at least want to be in that ballpark if I if I thought I could make an NFL team. And I know Cooper, for instance, was projected of being drafted in, in the middle rounds following the 2022 season. So I'm not so sure that some guys aren't, aren't making – uh, at, at lower positions, a few hundred thousand dollars uh, because they've got leverage to return. I think where it is going to change and the number is going to go down as far as the budgetary number is going to be the actual high school prospects. So you know, I think the George McIntyres of the world, and I pick him because he's a class down the line, I think those guys are going to get a, a decent amount of money, of you know, a living wage, so to speak, but I don't think they're going to come in like Nico making – $2 million a year. So I think you're going to spend your NIL money mostly on transfers that have proven it at the college level. And then the other uh, facet that you're going to spend that on is going to be the guys that have already proven it on your own team. I think the true high school prospect, unless you're elite, elite, they're not going to make life-changing money just by walking in the door. Tennessee's James Pierce, who can't come out, he's a true sophomore, rising junior, 
some have said that if he were eligible for the draft this year, would be maybe the first defensive player off the board. He's that kind of prospect. Now, here's my point or my question. What did it take, because I'm sure he got poached left and right, to keep him? Uh, are you asking? Okay. Oh, I would not be surprised if the number approached seven digits. I wouldn't either. I, would not, I, w- I wouldn't be. I think we're talking three quarters. I'm totally guessing. Okay, so please, nobody quote me on a message board. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm totally guessing, but I would be surprised if it wasn't a half million dollars, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's three quarters of a million dollars because while you don't have the leverage of the NFL because he can't go, he has the leverage of going to Alabama or anywhere else that he wants to go. Right. So the kids have all the leverage now. So would it stun me if it was a million dollars? No, it wouldn't. Major moves over West Virginia wants to know at Tennessee, what's the better position group, the running backs or the receivers? That's a great question. Very good. That might, yeah. that might be an off the hook sports column. Um, I will say receivers because a scout told me before he was hurt. Now this is for James Pierce's ascension that the best NFL prospect on Tennessee's entire roster was Brew McCoy, and I spoke to Brew last week, and he has started running again, and he fully anticipates to be a hundred percent by the preseason. So while I like Dylan Sampson, um, I don't think that he's necessarily an, an every down back, um, and I think he's the best player. I, I know about Cam Seldon. I'm well aware of him. But I think the Brew McCoy is the best out of that entire skill position group, receivers and running backs. So I will take receivers because of Brew and the young players like uh, Mike Matthews that come in. and um, But basically, Brew is my decision-maker. Alagrippa Bob, now living down in the villages of Florida, could you please ask Dave if he thinks Tennessee will file legal action against the NCAA for prosecuting Tennessee after they look the other way on North Carolina basketball violations? Sure. Sure. I mean, everything's off. Uh, on the table now, I could see Tennessee suing the NCAA because they have done harm to Tennessee in recruiting. I mean, these players are asked about, man, Tennessee and the NCAA investigation again, and people only read headlines nowadays. So I'm sure a lot of prospects have said, oh, I got to ask you. I saw the headline. You guys are under investigation again. That's what Pat Forty said. Uh, it seems like you were just under investigation. So, yeah, I mean, certainly. And I think this latest ruling, if nothing else, tells the NCAA you had better back off or you will face some some serious legal action, possibly in a civil case. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. Basketball, Bruce back in town. That was That was pretty good. Yeah, I had a I had a date night um, with my wife, and uh, thanks to a, a client there, and was at the game last night. I think we, I just I've never seen anything like Dalton Connect. I've I've seen players that are really good 
at scoring, let's say, uh, shooting three-pointers, Chris Lofton, mid-range players, if you want to take Bernard King or even Dell Ellis before he shot the three all the time in the NBA, or you want to take guys that are great down low, um, there's, there's some of those guys too. But I've never seen a player that can score at three levels to the extent that Dalton Connect can. And I think we're at the point where maybe we're not just talking about SEC Player of the Year, but some conversation for National Player of the Year. I, I think he's I think he's that good. I really do. Okay, me being the football guy, and basketball certainly pays better, so he's in the right sport. But he's 6'6", and he's, what, 230? What kind of tight end would that guy be? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that's so funny? So that he's thicker in person too. He is so, big. No, he's not skinny, dude. I mean, he's he's jacked. <laughs> no, he he is he is big. And um, if it wasn't for the fact that he's six six, you would say that dude's just built. Right. Um, so no, there's no doubt. I saw him in person. Was next to him uh, last night for the first time, and there's no question about it. That's that's a big dude. Yes, he certainly could play tight end and be very good at it. He's in the right sport. Pays way better. He, he'll be okay. Guaranteed contracts, just like radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed no competes, just like radio, maybe. <laughs> Dave Hooker, tell everybody how they can get your content. Hey, go to offthehooksports.com. Love for you to check it out, offthehooksports.com. And, um, we're pretty heavy into basketball right now, but recruiting is just right around the corner. So we typically have a prospect that we feature every single day. So people that like recruiting, I think you'll like the site. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you, buddy. There he is. Mr. Dave Hooker does a fantastic job. J.C. Sherbert in about 35, 40 minutes, about 20 minutes in the hour. We'll head up to Chicago. Good morning. It remains heavy out here in a couple of spots, like 24 westbound as you come past 840 right now out in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, continuing up towards the Antioch area on 24 westbound. Again, leaving Murfreesboro towards Nashville. It's also crowded. Vietnam Vets westbound. That's what we're looking at live right now, trying to get past Conference Drive. Still heavy coming in from Dixon County, but it's moving all the way up into Kingston Springs on I-40 going eastbound. That looks good. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken has you covered with catering. Check them out on Today, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. 
Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. Guess what? The cats are back. The Nashville Cats will be returning to the Municipal Auditorium on April 27th in the season opener against the Minnesota Myth. There will be five total games played at Municipal Auditorium with one additional game played up in Clarksville at FNM Bank Arena on Armed Forces Day on Saturday, May 18th. For player or dance team tryouts or tickets, log on to thenashvillecats.com. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. And it's Patton Cook from National Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. Get in on the Bill King Show. I don't hear music. I don't hear anything. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Did we ever break? So are we back? I had no idea we were on break. Okay, so we're back out of the break that I didn't know we took. Okay. Here's the story. I was looking at this interview, and it was Johnny Manziel. First of all, you folks know I like Johnny Manziel. I interviewed him twice at the height and the peak of his stardom. And both times they searched me out. One time we were down in Fort Lauderdale for the Alabama-Notre Dame BCS championship game, and they brought him down there. I think he was down there for other events. but but So they brought him by the hotel, and we spent – Probably 30 minutes together, just me and him. Another time they brought him to me at the SEC Football Media Days, specifically to our room. I always had a good connection with Johnny. And, again, we didn't it's, we didn't have each other's number or text or something, but it was a good connection. And we had some personal conversations, just about all that was going on around him and all the notoriety and the, the partying and all that. He said, and and speaking of paying, they like like we all know, they've been paying forever. It was just all secretive, and people would get in trouble for it, and 
some people got caught, some people didn't, etc. But but getting paid is millions of years old. Johnny said in an interview I saw last couple of days that when he was at A&M, his dad, and Johnny said at the time he did not know this, went to Kevin Sumlin and said, and I guess this was Johnny's after his freshman year, I think. Remember, he redshirted and then got the ball. His redshirt freshman year, and that's when he took off. They beat Alabama on the road. His dad went to Sumlin and said, $3 million, and Johnny will stay two more years. Now, I think, again, I think this was after his redshirt freshman year, which would have been his third-year sophomore year, which you could have left, you could leave after that, and then maybe one more. For $3 million bucks, we'll stay two more. Three for two. And Sumlin said no, scoffed at him, said they would have stayed. And he said, I did not know about it at the time, but my dad tried to cut that deal. And he said, no, I'm not mad at my dad. I appreciate him attempting to get that money. But Sumlin said no. Now, Johnny took offense to that, not necessarily because the money was rejected, even though it had been nice to get that money. But because someone thought, according to Johnny, that he was the magic elixir while they were winning, not Johnny. Someone had a huge ego, and he thought they were successful because he was the leader, the head coach. And Johnny just happened to be a plug-in guy. Maybe not plug-in guy, but but happened to be the quarterback. And the next guy will be as good, and they'll continue to win, which did not happen. Did not happen at all. Sumlin thought that he was the difference. He was, because he's the head coach, that they're winning because of him. And Johnny said, that's not the case. They're winning because of me, Mike Evans, folks like that who was an absolute beast as a receiver, if you'll recall, and on into the NFL. But he said that he, his dad tried to get a $3 million deal to keep him, and it was rejected by Sumlin just because Sumlin Felt like he was the difference. Because if you if you know A&M, A&M has got ridiculous, deep, deep, deep resources. They could have gotten $3 million from him for him in a two-minute phone call. Think about that at A&M. Johnny needs $3 million bucks. Johnny even said to not get caught, hold the money until I'm out of here. He said that's a deal we could have cut. That's fine. Don't pay me. We'll have an agreement. But but we would have agreed to just to keep it out of the news and somebody sniffing around it. Don't pay me until I finish up. I'm done. I'm out of here. I played my last game. And then forward the $3 million. I could have gotten that done in a 20-second phone call at A&M. That ain't no money. For those guys, that ain't, that ain't no money. Interesting conversation, though. His interviews, and it's with uh, Shannon Sharp, 
really good. I don't know if you've been – I've watched just little clips of that last couple of days. Incredibly insightful. And I've enjoyed it. Patton, are we about to break? There it is. There it is. Right what I said. All right. We shall continue. JC coming up in about 30 minutes. A couple of spots out here where it's heavy. 24 westbound remains busy up through the Hickory Hollow area. Coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, it's really crowded. Over here in Hermitage, down the interstate here on 40 westbound at Central Pike. All that traffic being pushed in from Wilson County. Uh, still a, a line of traffic making its way down through Millersville. That's a pretty good delay at times through Sumner County in a couple of spots there. 65 in Millersville and uh, westbound on Vietnam Vets uh, there at Gallatin Pike coming through Hendersonville. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services right here in Middleton. Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hello, I'm Greg Pogan. Welcome to the Ohio Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. With two sets of games to be played, there is a three-way tie for first place in the men's standings between Little Rock, Moorhead State, and UT Martin. If they are all tied after this week, they would be declared co-champions with Little Rock winning the tiebreaker and being the number one seed. Western Illinois is just one game back. Little Rock has won seven straight games in 10 of its last 11, while UT Martin has won nine of its last 10 overall. Southern Indiana is 15-1 and one and will be the number one seed for the women's tournament. Entering the week, three teams, Tennessee Tech, UT Martin, and Eastern Illinois are tied for second with, with two other teams, Moorhead State and Little Rock, one game back. Nine of the 11 OVC women's teams have played at least one overtime game this season. UT Martin's Jacob Cruz was named OVC Men's Player and Newcomer of the Week, while Little Rock's Jalen Crocker-Johnson was top freshman for his eighth award. Reagan McCown at Western Illinois was named Women's Player and Freshman of the Week, while Tennessee State's Sanaa St. Andre was named Top Newcomer. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank, which will be March 6th to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. If you've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. 
It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, a division of the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale through each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show. Butter assassin over in South Carolina. Hey, Bill, were you surprised? Were you fooled by the Johnny Manziel family oil money story? He said, I didn't know it was fake until I saw the documentary. I don't know if I saw that part of it. I've just seen clips. I'm going to try and get Johnny on sometime spring, summer. Don't know if I can pull it off, but I'll try and get him on. I want to talk about this. I'd give I'd give myself a 50-50 shot. Here was another interesting item. Talked about his true freshman year. He's partying. He's being redshirted. And somewhere that first year, he said, we went out to party. Next thing I know, I'm blacked out. I wake up in handcuffs. Was that a club or something? Too much to drink. Passed out. Woke up in handcuffs. He said shortly thereafter, his parents come to town. Sumlin's there, and they have a come-to-Jesus meeting with him. You're going to have to clean this up or you're gone. We're going to kick you out of here. Enough's enough. So his parents apparently moved to campus. I think he moved in with them, and they moved, got a place there locally or something. And he said that summer, after his true freshman year when he was redshirted, or maybe it was the spring, but he went to work out with a guru guy, cleaned himself up, and immediately came back and with four to five quarterbacks in the QB room, took the job, immediately took the job. And remember that next year is the year he just exploded as a player. Just absolutely exploded. He said after that, after the fame and the notoriety and all that came, he'd party and he said what we would do is we'd go out. This is during the playing portion. He said we'd go out Tuesday, Thursday nights, party hard. 
I mean hard. Knowing that the next day you had practice on Wednesday, Friday was usually some kind of a walkthrough or something. And he said, you know what? Because Shannon Sharp said, you partied that hard during the season? Didn't it hurt you? He goes, no, I played better. He, he said, I played better. Now, for anybody listening, that obviously is not good advice. <laughs> but he said, no, 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 no. I, I, I excelled. And he goes, Friday after the Thursday night of, of hitting it hard now, I'd, I'd get in a sauna. I'd kind of go through the motions and the walkthrough. I'd sleep, start sleeping Friday afternoon later, and be ready for Saturday, whether we were at home or on the road. And he goes, I excelled. I was ready. I played well. was not a problem. He tells lots of stories like that. Very matter of fact. I don't know how many of you have seen it, but it is interesting. It is. He comes completely clean there. Jeff, too, in the 615, talking about the playoff going to 14, if indeed that's going to happen, which it probably is. He says, what I feel is completely disingenuous about the playoff expansion talk is that I feel the powers that be already have a final number that they have in mind. Whether it's 14, 16, 24, 32, quit yanking our chain and just go ahead and make the number. I think he's right. I think he's right. If if they're socializing over the number of 14. I think it means that's what they plan on doing. Now, could that number change to 16? I, I, maybe, I don't know. Right now, they're talking about 14. And again, it's a, you ready for this again, everybody? A 3-3-2-2-1 format. Bill, what does that mean? 14 teams, that's only 11. Yes. Three automatic qualifiers to the your automatic burst, however you want to term it, to the SEC and Big Ten. So there's six, three, three. For the ACC and the Big 12, two, two, two each for them. So that's 10, and then one for the G5, and then three left over to make it 14 that are at large. That could be SEC, Big Ten, could be anybody. Right, And it'll be based on the voting from the Clown Show Committee. No, I've not been able to get my computers back in there. That's what the 3-3-2-2-1 format means. Get used to that garbage, too. Top of the outbreak. Coming right back. Happy Thursday, y'all. We will not be at the Omni tomorrow. That's a week away. No Kevin Hagan taping today. He'll be back next week. So no no Kevin on the show tomorrow either. But we will not be at the Omni tomorrow. That is next Friday. Got moved. Next Friday is when we'll be there. Omni Nashville Hotel.